Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Hump Day and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even drop a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Anthony Totri, joined as always yeah, by Sean DePaz, Shane yeah, Deepenbach. Yeah, Gents, happy Wednesday. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Just got my ass right? kicked by the computer in Madden. Yeah, you're not Desmond, that great at Madden. Desmond Ritter's not that great at Madden. Wait, you lost your game this week? And yeah. No, no, no. Okay. I was, just, I was practicing. Um, Espo did in embarrassing fashion. No, he lost week two in a user game. No, but as well, but as no, Espo just lost to your friend in a computer game, in a, in a user game. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. So Espo lost in the Madden League uh, to my buddy Austin, 104 to 13. Your uh, buddy Austin is kind of an asshole. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But like, he's my friend. So did you expect anything? No, that is exactly what I said to like, Espo. I was like, "It's Tochi's friend. What did you expect?" <laughs> and the, my other friend is the, I believe he's the Bears. He lost this past weekend at the computer. So, Coach Evan being the chat. Hey guys, ASU is upsetting Utah Saturday night. Prepare accordingly. Oh, we are. We're most certainly prepared for that upset. It's going to be are. a lot of fun. Let's talk a little bit about the history between these two teams before we look at this week's matchup. Arizona State is six and four in their last ten games. Against Utah, Utah winning the last two games, though, by a combined score of 56 to 24. Most notably, that game last year, they were up, what, 21 to 7 at halftime, I believe, over Utah? Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Utah stormed back. And that right there kind of was the implosion of the ASU season. It all kind of went downhill after that. Yeah, However, they didn't put up a point in the second half. They didn't. They ended up losing 35 to 21. Um, just not a great just not a great game. I remember being in Vegas that week and I turned the game off after they were up 21 to seven and a half. I'm like, they might actually pull off this win. And sure enough, my buddy who had actually bet on ASU to win that game, it was part of a parlay. He's like, it's free. Like just the last, last part of the parlay hmm. turned it off. Fourth quarter, he gets the update that you okay. talked at the lead. To be fair, what are you doing? You're up by two scores in a college football game. I don't care who it is. Especially if it's ASU. But they, they dominated that first half. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's college football. That's on, that's on your buddy for turning it off. I, did, I didn't personally yeah. bet him. My buddy who's the Bears in the Madden franchise. So, um, One thing that happened last year, picked off camera rising twice. Yeah. One by uh, Keewan Markham. The other, can you take a guess? Chase Lucas. Darian Butler. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Throw back in the coverage. I remember that. Kyle Soley pick coming this weekend. I remember yes. that I, got on my, I got on my soapbox and I was like, he's not good in coverage, right? Hmm. He's just a blitzer. 
I love how you've got guys and you're just like, I will fight till the end of the mm-hmm. earth yeah. for like these three guys hey, that played at ASU. All three of them have worked so far. Hey, Evan Binu. Coach yeah. Evan Binu, who it was. Um, this game in Tempe, last year's contest was in Utah. Utah won in Tempe back in 2016. Do you know the last time they won in Tempe outside of that 2016 game? Yes, but only because it's in the show notes. <laughs> I'm going to guess 1976. It's just a phenomenal guess. A wild guess. Uh, crazy, crazy. 1976. Um, and a long, a long time ago. Does that at all, like, when a team has struggled to win on the road in a specific place, we've seen it with ASU, whenever they have to go to Corvallis, it's just a tough place to play for them. Does, like, I know Tempe is not the craziest of environments. It's definitely not the swamp like when Utah lost to Florida. But, like, does that at all impact it? Well, you also have to remember, like, Utah didn't play Arizona State consistently until, what, 2014 or whenever they joined the pack? Mm, well, they played them, I believe, let me pull up the stats, but they played them um, 10 straight years. All right, well, they also just weren't very good. Yeah. So, now now they're a good program. Uh, I, I mean, if you, if you want to look at it like that, yeah, it's hot. It's very hot. Utah is not, like... <laughs> I mean, that, that that's a, that's a factor, but I'm not going to give ASU a home field advantage because in the last at least ten years, the it hasn't been the loudest place to play. Yeah, that's fair. What about you, Sean? You think it impacts it at all? Mm, no, not really. <laughs> like, I, I don't really buy into that kind of stuff. <laughs> Sometimes he's hyped. Other times, you like, know what I will nah. buy into the the Bills defense struggling in, in the heat of Miami. Stop it! I will stop it. I'm going. They're to. going to give. They're going to give to a Fitz. Um, no, Patrick. They just set uh, me too high, and they're going to throw shit, shit low. Dion Waddle's going to go for 150 yards. No, talking about it. the Dolphins now. What are we doing? <laughs> it's fine. Um, no, I don't. I don't really buy into history too much in college sports because the rosters are always changing. Like it doesn't. It just doesn't mean a whole lot to me, to be honest. Okay, that's really fair. All. Yeah. Do you think now? Obviously, Sean Aguano and. It's just a re-energized team. The interim coach effect, we talked a little bit about it the last couple of days. Um, but, like, does that at all impact? Like, I in terms of Utah preparing for ASU, I'm sure you guys have seen it by now, the reports that it wasn't difficult for teams to figure out what ASU was going to be doing offensively because there were reports that there were assistant coaches or analysts leaking information to opposing teams on schematics and that type of stuff, what ASU in terms of having well, a game plan. I do want to say something about this. I did touch on it briefly when we talked about it. People are running with that quote from Holler. It's the, the, the quote is from the Holler story. He said information was easy to obtain. He didn't outright say people were leaking yeah. it. I mean, I, you can kind of say it's the same thing, but it's also not. Like There are stories out there that are downright saying ASU coaches leaking information to opposing coaches. Yeah. That's not true. We don't know that. But Well, I'm not going to say it's not true because we don't know. We, but but you can't you can't say it's fact. People are saying it is yeah. fact, and they're just they're 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 citing Doug's story. Um, yeah, Coach Evan B, look it up. It's crazy. Read read Doug Holler's story in the Athletic. That's where everything is coming from. It's a fantastic story. Um, but in the in the article, he did say something along the lines of information was more easy to obtain than you would think. So does it change Utah's game plan at all now that with like Herm's gone? They have like this is Aguano's first game as a head coach collegially, like. This is an advantage, it feels like, almost for ASU. Yeah, I mean, regardless of the information leaking, whatever you want to call it, like, this is a new offense. We, we've yeah. heard it's temp, more, more high tempo. Uh, and, yeah, you have a new coach at the helm. You have a new guy that's probably going to have a lot more hand in the play calling jar. Like, I, I think it's definitely harder to prepare for. 
I mean, yeah, it's I don't I don't think you can change the way you prepare because you have no way of knowing what you're going to get with a guano. So you have to kind of assume that things are going to be relatively the same. Like, obviously, the coordinators are still the same. So it's just a matter of whether or not they'll be more because like the thing about ASU is like I feel like you've seen a lot of what they do. They just don't do the exciting stuff very often. Yeah. So like, you know, what kind of things they're capable of or what kind of plays they might run. So you, I, I feel like you have to prepare for that kind of stuff and then be ready to make adjustments if they start throwing the ball downfield more than you expected or, or or throwing it out wide more than you expect as opposed to just handing it off to Xavier every time or be prepared uh, if Emery starts running the ball more like you have to be prepared to adjust but I, I feel like you can't change the way you prepare because you have no way of knowing that this team is going to be drastically different than what it was yeah no I agree with you 100% I do think though that in terms of the firing and with Aguano getting promoted when he did, I think it's a perfect time because you start conference play and yes, ASC players viewing the last couple games as preseason. Normally that's not the case in terms of how film works. Like opposing teams are going to use the last three weeks of film, specifically that Eastern Michigan game to be like, look, these are ASU's tendencies. Yeah. This is what they do. Um, and they'll run with that. At this point, obviously defensively, it, it appears nothing that has like actually changed. Offensively though, in terms of tempo, um, even there's been a little bit of personnel changes already that we'll get into, but in terms of Utah trying to prep for ASU's offense, like they don't really know what it's going to like look like. Yeah. Like you can assume and make an inference based off of Guano's position coach, you know, being the running backs coach, he had a hand in developing Xavier Valade a little bit, Daniel and Gata and some of the other guys. You would assume that he wants a run heavy offense because he's a running backs coach. Yeah, but I feel like, it, I mean, a good coach would also know that you have to have a balanced exactly. offense to know that you're going to, to for the run to be productive. Yeah. So um, maybe that's his mindset in that. We have to air the ball out more to give my running backs an opportunity to, to break big plays and be more productive. And, I mean, I'm sure he could also look at that the same way with Emery and be like, Emery running the ball more. Also, if he's thinking of it like in my running backs type thing. Um, but I think also think like just based on the kind of guy that Aguano seems to be like he was the running backs coach. He's not the running backs coach anymore. Like he's yeah. now the head coach of Arizona State football. So he's looking at it from a very different perspective because uh, I mean, it, realistically, he could have he was a running backs coach, but he could have been sitting here this whole time thinking like we th this more. offense would be more productive if yeah. we passed more. And now that he has the opportunity to do that, like that's what he's going to do. Um, so it, it, that, that's honestly like. Result aside, what I'm most excited to see is how he impacts the offensive, just play calling, just the balance of of like the run pass balance, all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm just so excited to see what he does with this offense. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. We've already seen some personnel changes, like we've mentioned. Um, so Charles Hall moved to the X receiver spot behind Andre Johnson. Um, he previously played the Z spot, um, which we know is where Elijah Badger is at. We may get to see Chad Johnson Jr. For the first time this season, he is now behind Elijah Badger. Um, if Chad Johnson Jr. does get some time in this game, which we've heard stuff about tempo, if this offense moves at a faster pace, Glenn Thomas has talked in the past how he believes he's got a bunch of guys that can play. Um, you expect to see Chad Johnson in the rotation at this point. If he's going to be in the rotation, it's now. Um, what would your expectations be for Chad Johnson Jr.? Well, I don't really have any because I haven't seen much of him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm curious to see. Maybe Herm didn't really trust him, like his game. I don't know. Like from what I've seen in practice, 
you know, it's not like I've seen him dropping balls. Like yeah. there's nothing bad I've seen. So my expectation is if he does get time, it's it, it's productive even if he doesn't make a catch, you know. See him yeah. do the intangible things, maybe throw a block or two. This Utah team you can run on. So yeah. it might open up more space for these receivers. So Yeah. Herm definitely seems like and again, going back to that Haller article, like talking about his relationship with AP and stuff like that. Like he definitely seems the kind of guy that has his guys. Yeah. And he doesn't like to stray away from his guys. And even if his guys aren't playing well, you know, he trusts them and he trusts that they'll get back to form type thing. I think Aguano was kind of hopefully coming into this more in the mindset where he's going to give everyone an opportunity because this is the start of his season. You have to see what now who everyone who is his players, what they're capable of. So hopefully that does mean Chad Johnson Jr. will get a, a chance. I mean, we talked, we mentioned it the other day, like his tweet after that Eastern Michigan game where he's like, I wish I could help. Yeah. And that shit was sad. So hopefully he gets an opportunity to help against Utah. Um, but I, yeah, I just really want to know that, like, if he's not getting playing time, it's because he's not good enough to get playing time, and not because he hasn't gotten the opportunity. Well, that there's better to. players yeah. like in front of him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but not because he hasn't gotten the opportunity, which so far he hasn't. Um, so hopefully, he does we get a, a chance to see him a little bit? And if he does, you just it's the same thing we were talking about before the season. Whoever gets an opportunity just has to take advantage of that opportunity to whatever extent they're capable of. I don't need Chad Johnson Jr. to come out here and receive for 100 yards. Yeah. Like that's an unreal, unrealistic expectation. Yeah, and I mean, Elijah Badger, too, is quietly, I won't even say quietly, he's turned into one of the best receivers in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. um, at least consistently-wise over the past two weeks. He's clearly been Emory's favorite target. He's made the most of his receptions, um, and I don't see that changing anytime soon, especially with this offense potentially being a little bit more balanced than it has in the past. Maybe we see, you know, nine, ten targets consistently for Elijah Badger, Something I would be okay with. I know it's something that Shane would be okay with. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elijah Badger is definitely okay seeing a few more targets every now yeah. and then. Um, so it's going to be an exciting, exciting week between Arizona State and number 13 Utah. Before we get into the matchup, going to tell you guys about where you should be tailgating before this ASU Utah game. Come out to our Four Peaks tailgate this Saturday. And will the team to victory? $50 gets you access to the buffet. The buffet is loaded with chicken wings, nachos, pizza, barbecue, grilled chicken sandwich, pulled pork, barbecue sandwich. And the kicker. This shit's got me turned the Pumpkin fuck up. porter cheesecake and donut holes. You know what else is going to be loaded with pumpkin porter cheesecake and donut holes? My belly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Plus, you're going to get two Four Peaks beers and a free ride to the stadium. Plus... We will all be there playing cornhole, Jenga, and connect four with you guys. <laughs> Sounds like you're going to say we'll all be there playing corner. I don't want to play corner. <sighs> I would love you ever to play, play four corners? corners? Yeah. Go back to elementary school gym class. Okay. Yeah. Here's another kicker. The first 15 people to sign up are going to receive a ticket to the game and a PHNX membership. So sign up now. Literally yeah. right now. I don't know how many people have signed up, but I do know it's there's less than 15 yeah. tickets available. And the next point, 15 so. people to sign up going to receive a PHNX membership. That's $150 in value for just 50 bucks. Check the link in our show notes to sign up. Do got to be 21 or older and enjoy it responsibly. Come out, guys. I don't see any of you guys there. It's, something's going to happen. Yeah. I might, I might freak out. Okay. I might, might I'm going to throw the pumpkin porter cheesecake on the floor don't yeah. do that. and then eat don't it do off that. the floor. But yeah. it's probably like going to be too young to, de- oh, to deny. Didn't like that noise and nobody on audio liked that noise either. Well, you can't speak for people. Yeah. I would like to make the assumption. Josh in the chat saying, yeah, that tweak sucked to see. Hope Iguano is more willing to see what works 
and what doesn't. Josh, referring to the tweet from Chad Johnson Jr. following the game, like you guys have talked about, um, I think he tweeted the broken heart emoji, yeah. saying that mm. he just wishes he could help. Um, that's the kind of tweet you would expect from someone who's like been injured and out for the season. That's why. Yeah. That's part of why it hurt so much. It's like if man, you're too, he, if he you're stressed, yeah. If you're too lazy to go find the thing in the description, it's in the chat right now. Right so there. go click that. Click that. Go click that. Click it right now. I'm gonna keep staring at the camera until you click it. Did they click it yet? What about now? What about... Somebody just clicked it. Let's Beautiful. go. Beautiful. Okay. Nice. Let's talk about Utah. This Utah team is number 13 in the nation, and a lot of it is in part because of their high-flying offense, starting with Cameron Rising, 694 pass yards on the season, eight <laughs> touchdowns to one interception. Um, what separates this guy from some of the other quarterbacks in the Pac-12? Um, a lot of people aren't him, and he is. <laughs> he he just... Nice. He, he He's really... Calm and he rarely makes mistakes yeah. unless the lights are too bright. Kind of Kirk Cousins a little bit in him. Like Utah is just known for choking, and they did it against Florida. He did it himself against Florida after staring down a receiver that fell in the end zone. What are we doing, Cam? What are we doing? I think he's a fantastic player. Yeah, um, yeah. he's really willing to get hit when he's when he's running past the line of scrimmage, and that's scary. Not only for fans of Utah, but also fans of the opposing team. Yep. Uh, a big body, just a and just an awesome dude. I I, nice I, I really like him. Hate him today or hate him hate him this week, but I'll like him after this week, especially if ASU wins. Does have a nice mustache. Yeah, Does the nice the mustache. the ball security is the thing for me. Like mm-hmm. the, the one interception he's thrown this year, we saw. That's why you got to capitalize. You have yeah. to you have to repeat last year's first half. Yeah. So I mean, if you can force into mistakes, like you'll see a, a Utah team you don't usually see, which could could lead to good things. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's I think what makes him most dangerous is you know that it's kind of it's like what we saw with Spencer Sanders against Oklahoma. Like he rarely made mistakes. Obviously, he did throw an interception, two interceptions, one, one. Yeah, the one to Soli. But like, um, no, two. Yeah, he threw two didn't last year. Markham, yep, he won two. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just a guy that doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. And if you can, if, Spencer Sanders makes mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, but but I was talking specifically in that one game. Yeah. Um, gotcha. But I guess he did throw two interceptions. Um, if you can force him into mistakes, then you have a good chance of winning that game. It's just he doesn't do that very often. Yeah, so. that's the thing. And here it feels like if you take one away from Cam Rising, yeah. like that is that is huge. Like you will feel that boost. When you took one away from Spencer Sanders, you're like, yeah, this is this offense succeeds even when he does do, does do that. He threw what four interceptions in the game that almost got them to the CFP. Yeah. Like he's just he's just kind of erratic. Cam Rising's not. You got to jump routes. You got to get you get got to get crafty. And Gotta that's get pressure on him. That's what comes with Donnie Henderson, man. You have to get pressure. You have be to send extra aggressive. guys. Why be, doesn't Merlin Robertson come off the edge more? I don't know. And I'm tired of not seeing it. I'm tired of asking the question. Yeah, it's just I don't understand it. I feel like they they don't utilize his skill set enough. Maybe they were waiting. Or for just somebody. Ball. Like, well, no, not somebody. I mean, Kyle Soli is him too. Yeah, but not somebody because. Because last week I said send or two weeks ago I said send somebody and DJ Taylor was sent he couldn't wrap up Spencer Sanders send send Merlin send Give him a shot tackle. man what, what's Give it what's the shot. magician thing again the magician him? thing again what do they call him um, Merlin the I don't know no the, this is, never mind you're talking about the guy from from no I know his Sword name the but they call him never mind I'll I'll figure it out after the show okay gotcha um, yeah Merlin the clownfish no from Nemo yeah nice love that movie by the way. Great movie. Yeah, I'd rather have Merlin be Isn't a wizard. Is his than a name confit. Merlin? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> not nah, Merlin. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Merlin, not Marlin. Uh, so outside of Cam Rising, 
this team does have a couple of just ridiculous matchup nightmares in terms of the tight end position. Dalton Kincaid, phenomenal name. Um, and Brant Kuth, Kuth, I think his name is. They've combined for 29 catches, 265 Cootie. yards. Kuthi? Cootie. I'm just going to call him okay. Cootie. Yeah, they've Cooties. combined for almost 30 catches, 265 yards, and five touchdowns on the season. Um, guys that Donnie Henderson talked about the other day that they are going to cause fits. Size-wise, yeah. um, especially, they're going to outrun your linebackers, and they're far bigger than any corners or safeties that you are going to line them up against. However, that is unless Roe Torrance decides yeah. he is going to line up on one of these guys. Um, do you trust the ASU safeties in coverage enough to put them on these guys? Obviously, I feel like they're going to play a mix of zone and man, which Donnie talked about yesterday. They want to just... They want to switch it up a little bit this week um, and show Cam a bunch of different looks. But in terms of man, like, is there anybody on this ASU defense outside of Roe that you think can actually line up with these guys one on one? Safety wise, yeah, they don't really stack the box as much. I would like, like that. I don't see them lining up their tight ends or lining up their safeties with tight ends. They like to they like to keep everything in front of them, which is okay to some point. Soft zones are only going to get you so far, especially against Cam Rising. He doesn't make mistakes, so. Um, you can't play Jordan Clark on him, you know, even though he's your nickel. Uh, you know, Soli can run to some extent. Safety wise, <laughs> K one's got some size. I'm, you sound like you're trying to talk yourself like you, into you're it. Trying to talk, you're not very confident. I just don't want them to play that much man. If I'm being honest, I yeah. want them to play aggressive blitzing zone. Yeah, the, the three, the three, three, five that they that they used to run is is really nice. Yeah, nice. No. I feel like. Um, I don't really trust a whole lot of this ASU team right now, like especially the defense. So, I, I mean, after last week, I need to show no to answer your question. <laughs> like, I don't really trust anybody on them. Um, I feel like it's just got to be one of those things where it's like uh, you just bend, don't break. I guess like you, you're you can't you're not going to stop them. You can only hope to slow them down, type thing. Um, but no, I don't. If if they can be dominant, if like you said, guys that can run past the linebackers and are way bigger than the, the defensive backs, it's probably going to cause trouble. You just have to work your way around it, I guess. But I don't think I don't think there's any slowing down guys like this. Yeah, that's fair. Outside of these two at tight end, the receivers. I mean, they're good, but they're nothing to be quite frank. Yeah, but scared. it's because Cam's so good at sprinkling the ball around. Yeah, you can't really tell. But he's got. I mean, similar to Emery, where you know Emery's favorite target is Elijah Badger. Like, it's no secret that Cam Rising loves his tight ends. Yeah. Emery did in week one. Yeah. Well, for like the first quarter of week one. Well, then they stopped passing. (laughs) We need to see more Messiah Swinson this week. We need to see more throw ball in air. We need to see more Case Hatch actually catching the football. Mm, Honestly, sleeper, that could have changed the game. Yeah. Because they got three on that drive. Yeah. That would have been a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see more Case Hatch lining up at tight end like we saw uh, in the... Fall camp. I want to see Case Hatch break two face masks at the same time. I want to see him like just fake. grab. I want to see no, him that, break illegal. Cameron Rising's wow. face mask. How would that happen? Uh, he's probably put him in a linebacker. Uh, Case Hatch on defense would go crazy. That would go crazy. Where would he play? Linebacker. Yeah, he's playing linebacker. Or he's coming off the edge. Nose tackle. Yeah. He fits underneath. I'm always here for that. Like the small, the small, the nose, small tackle. nose tackle. That's just a beast. Kind of guy. Draw your just, legs, kid. The kind of guy that just growls at the center, just right in front of him. That's weird. That's Case Hatch. I'm talking about growling. 
What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Says the guy who literally barks. Yeah. Well, that's not a bark. That's why, was, that's why that's I said a, that. It was a joke, chat. Yeah, I picked up on it, Chance. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't say anything. You just kind of sat there. Because well, uh, I didn't think I needed to walk you and Leah through the joke. Uh, Cam Rising only sacked three times this year, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and ASU uh, got their first sack of the season last week. Woo! <sighs> not good. Not good at all. Um, And don't know the status of Omar Norman Lott this week as well. So he's been DMing me on Instagram though. <laughs> We've been going back and forth. Yeah, he's coming on the show soon. Want to see if he wants to play this week? If he's capable of playing this week, that'd be nice. Have we heard anything from the coaching staff uh, in terms of him playing? Any injuries? Uh, the only one that I know of is Omar, but I haven't checked the full depth chart, which was released just I think an hour ago. So we'll get on that though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was slack to us, and then so outside of the passing game. Utah does have a running back, despite popular belief. Tavion Thomas, 222 rush yards, four touchdowns, 4.4 yards per carry. Is this a guy that like ASU needs to worry about? Because I was a rusher last I mean, week. Last week, yes. Yeah. If you let me get finished my question. Um, obviously, Samson Evans just went crazy last week, right? Um What's it going to take for them to not allow that same thing to happen this week? They want to. They should care. Try. They should, <laughs> they should try. care. They should try. Uh, yeah, Tavian Thomas. Looking at his stats from this year, nothing special. Obviously. Okay. Um, you know, in three games, he has only 222 rushing yards. He went for 115 against Florida. And I, I remember watching that. I was like, oh, this could be trouble. Kind of slowed down a little bit. Nose for the end zone though. Yeah. And these broke 10 plus yard rushes in all three games. Obviously, a thousand yard rusher last year. 21 touchdowns. Like the man can scoot. Yeah, he can scoot. And what's so funny last year, 204 attempts. Guess what? Um, guess what his longest rush was um, last year compared to this year? Um, well, last year 17 yards. 50, 58. He hasn't yeah. broken one past 22 this year, though. Yeah. Okay. So three n- games in, but yeah. Yeah, not explosive, but yet. Yeah. We'll see. I One thing that ASU didn't do, I feel like, in the first three games is really allow an Xavier Valade type run that they were doing to their opponents. You know, there was Samson Evan runs where he'd, you know, go for like 30, but it, they haven't really allowed that really big explosive run. You can't do that this week. Yeah. You can't, you can't allow a dive to go 50 yards. No. Yes. It's, well, it's embarrassing as well. I feel like, yes, it's demoralizing, but all week it's been, let's get the fans there, right? Like let's, you know, it, let it be a party for a Guano to come out you know, his first game, whatever, let's support him. Okay, well, you can't get embarrassed on Saturday. They it, should provide tickets to the entirety of Chandler High School. Or they could just... They might. Yeah. That would, yeah, they might. Uh, you know what would be embarrassing? Not going to the game. Not going That's to the game. That's embarrassing. Yeah, that is embarrassing. Be. Especially when you can spend $50 and get all that stuff at Four Peaks and then also get a ticket to the game. Us? Yeah, it's literally like an easy decision. Um, to get to your question about injuries, here are a couple... For this week. So game time decisions. Omar Norman Lott. Roe Torrance. And both the Markham brothers. Um, in terms of being That's out. Good. In terms of out this week. Ed Woods. And wide receiver Zeke Freeman. Oh man. Yeah Holy. I know. He got targeted Discovered like three last times time, last, last week. week yeah. <laughs> um, that was somebody I did not expect to hear on the broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> Freeman? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah this, Almost this, had a tutty. This secondary is wearing thin. Especially if some of these guys don't play. You figure if both the Markham twins don't play oh, and yeah, the Mar- if both the Markham twins don't play. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And Rose. And Rose. 
You figure if you assume everybody on this list, or you don't want to make any assumption, but if these guys didn't play, you would be missing four people in your secondary who uh, are all getting reps. Oh, yeah, and you'd also be missing missing three <laughs> three or four starters. Yeah, against again a number thirteen Utah team, you can't afford to have these guys out. Uh, Donnie talked yesterday about the importance of Omar Norman Lott and just how much that defensive line missed him. Um, in the second half, especially of last week's game, like they trust him to be that guy in the defensive line to go get pressure, to fill gaps, and it felt like after he was out, the defense just kind of collapsed. Like it wasn't yeah. crazy amazing with him in there, but like it just felt like they lost a little bit of extra juice with him gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the secondary is like obviously that's like if all those guys aren't playing, that's pretty terrible. But like you look at what <laughs> happened last week, this the. the Defensive line was the worst part. Like the, their inability. The secondary to, didn't even get thrown at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, the defensive line, what they did or were incapable of doing, I guess, was the why ASU lost that game. So losing one of your best was players. There even the a, was there even a target past twenty yards last week? I cannot remember. For I can't remember either. Eastern Michigan. I'd not have to go back and. Look. I don't think there was. There probably the average depth of target was probably five yards. Average probably. I mean, yeah, they didn't need to. Anytime they'd run the ball, they yeah, got eight, nine yards. Let's stop talking about last week. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Kyle Soli, Kyle Soli in uh, the presser yesterday was asked about Eastern Michigan and pulled a Bill Belichick. Uh, I'm not answering any more questions about the Eastern Michigan. Game. Love it. On our next Move on to this week. Beating yes, Utah. That man had 18 tackles last week. You know what sucks? Utah. Um, They're not going to be able to... To get yeah, well yeah, the state, I the mean, state of Utah is not going to be able to travel. If anybody's driving here, definitely. If anybody's driving at all during this week, watch out for Utah plates. They're going to be tired because they can't drink caffeine on the way here. Um, there's none in the state of Utah. What are the worst parts about Utah? Other I'm people, not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the, just the, <laughs> except for cameras. Coach, Coach Evan B. Doesn't he live in Utah? Oh yeah, he's behind me lines. <laughs> Coach Evan B. Is How there legitimacy to this argument? That people in Utah are not good. Well, that watch out if people are driving because they're going to be tired. I'm just um, not just Salt Lake City. It's beautiful. Fans. You ever seen a jazz fan? Yeah, but they're not. Are they all Utes fans too? I mean, no, there are probably some BYU fans in there, but they just suck. Okay, okay, okay. Except for Coach Evan B. He's my favorite. Every time from I think Utah. of Provo, I think of a Provost. No, the the disease that kills dogs, Parvo. Oh, and yeah. that just makes me hate that school. Yeah, valid. Valid. Utah hates dogs. Yeah. Put them down. <laughs> oh, that's a real bark, though. Mm. Look at you. A little young pup in here. The worst today. part about the people coming down from Utah are the judgmental looks. Yeah, do they yeah. do think they're better? Than yeah, the, uh, the, the the vibes of ASU do not seem like they exactly match the vibes of the general populace of the state of no, Utah. I just I can't wear my crop top without being looked at weird. Are people in Utah allowed to eat burritos? Yes. Burritos are a thing? Yeah. So okay. try Burrito Express if you're a Utes yeah. fan. Yeah. I saw one commented on our YouTube video yesterday. A Utah fan? Yeah, he was very respectful. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, let's go Utes. Like, okay. Nice, buddy. I respect that. <laughs> nice, buddy. Your team. Let's well, go Utes. If you're in Utah and you're driving down to the game, stop at Burrito Express. Or if you're not from Utah and you just want a burrito, go down to Burrito Express. Check out their new custom Burrito Express themed first responder shirts with all proceeds going to the Tunnels to Towers organization. They're only 25 bucks, and they're going to hook you up with a free burrito. Get them while they're hot. They're now available at all Burrito Express locations. They're dope shirts. They're going to give you a burrito. And the money goes to a good cause. It's literally a win-win-win. You missed the demographic. If you're from Utah and don't want to get a burrito, go suck yourself. Go suck yourself. Yeah, or go suck off. Suck off. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've never heard that before. Mm. I just don't want to use the F word on the okay. show. Yeah. And sucks better? Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, I'd rather be told to fuck off than suck off. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 Mm. I think suck that's off. Just... that in my brain, brain bank. Mm. Okay, your brain bank. Mm -hmm. Interesting. We talked about Utah. Let's talk about ASU. Who needs to stand out this Utahans. week? Um, I've listed a couple players that I think need to have big games, whether it be because it's week four now and we haven't seen a whole lot from them, or because they're on a hot streak and they are going to be a key to ASU's success this past weekend. Emory Jones needs to have a premier game. He needs to have a game that you can look back at the end of the season and be like, damn, I remember that. That was Emory Jones' game where he threw for 250 yards, Alabama game. rushed for two touchdowns, and threw for two touchdowns. Are they going to let him? That's the big question. Yep. That's the question. That's literally the not the only reason. The biggest reason, like I said, I'm looking forward to this game is just to see what everyone is actually allowed to do. Like, I hope they come out their first play and it's just like five wide. No, it's just like a <laughs> it's like a triple reverse option flea Whoa, flicker. I don't want that. fifty yards downfield to to Elijah. What Badger, if they just run the old, Jr., the old Dolphins offense with like the Wildcat? Uh, yeah, like the OG Wildcat. Who was on, was, who was the quarterback? Ricky Williams. Yeah, I was gonna say who, the and Ryan Brown. Of the, Oh who my gives God. a shit who the quarterback was in that? That's, that's probably why they ran the Wildcat. <sighs> Andrew in the chat, Utah people definitely eat the burrito sideways. Just like a little. You ever try that? No. That I seems like it should be against the law. I made tacos last night. Chicken tacos. You ate them like a normal person. Though. Yes, I did. Okay. Well, actually. Soft taco or hard shell? Soft. There you go. That's, that's the way to do it. Um, actually, no, they're flour, but they were, they were wheat flour. flour. I'm fine with flour or yeah. corn as long as it's soft. I really Flour's hate better. hard. That's fine. But you hard shell, soft shell? It depends. Flour is not better. Flour is better. Um, uh, where am I getting it? From an authentic Mexican. Any, literally anywhere. Soft shell, yeah. Why? What's your option? A Are soft you going shell Taco flour? Bell? Hard... Taco Bell, crunchy taco, especially if you're getting oh, like dude. a Doritos Locos even, or something even, like that. It kind of goes crazy. Okay, the only time you're getting a hard shell is you're getting a Doritos Locos. Not Chalupa? Okay. Uh, Chalupa's a little different Can you different, even get though? a yeah. soft yeah. like tort? Yeah, yeah, I don't even think you can do that. Isn't um, it by its very nature a hard shell taco? Yeah. So, Emory Jones... And Elijah Badger. Mm. Elijah Badger needs to continue. Cool Ranch and his nacho range. cheese, Doritos Locos Tacos. That's what they are. Emery is which? Cool Ranch. And Elijah? Uh, is is flaming Hot. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Who's, who's, nacho who's, cheese. who's Nacho Cheese? Xavier Valley. Xavier, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm going with that, yeah. Um, and Jordan Clark, defensively. He needs to, I feel like he needs to step up. And Herm Edwards is the discontinued potato taco. Oh, no, but that was good when it was there. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, you're right. It's the He's discontinued Mexican pizza. No, people like no, that, No, I like too. that, too. What did you not like that was discontinued? He's the, he's the Taco Bell Chihuahua. <laughs> Just a, a part of a bygone era. He's definitely... Not with us anymore, though. The Chihuahua, like the OG Chihuahua? Yeah. Was there a real Chihuahua? I thought it was always just like a... No, I think there's a real one. Oh, I used Yo to have quiero a Taco Bell. Love that. Um, who, from your guys' perspective, needs to have a big game? Nesta Jade Silvera. Yes. The, I mean, we talked about it. It's a great rushing, answer. The rushing defense was so... Great answer. Great answer. <laughs> the rushing defense was so bad last week. Yeah. Him in the middle of that line, especially with Omar Norman Lott being gone. Um, well, he might come in Well, potentially, yeah. Um, but even if he is, you have to. You can't assume that he's going to be 100%, I guess. Um, if Nesta can be kind of like the stalwart of that the, the the interior defensive line and, and slow down the rush for Utah. Not that that's the most lethal part of their game, but it still could go a long way to helping the defense limit what that offense is capable of. So, yeah, Nesta is my dude. Anybody on offense? On offense, I got a fun answer. Let's hear it, Daniel Angada. Because if he has that, if he has a big game, not only will that add another dimension to this run game that you didn't really have, except for when they were switching off drives or specialty situations, but you also take some some 
weight off of Xavier's shoulders because that man is already getting run into the ground. Yeah, I want to see Andre Johnson come back to yeah. existence. I don't he was know alive where for he's a little been. bit last week. Uh, obviously, like Messiah, but Messiah has not been a product. It's been a product more of the play calling than it has been his production. I didn't see him on the field. Messiah? No. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I obviously want to see Messiah do more, but again, that's just a matter of him getting the opportunity. Andre, I feel like, is just not really. I mean, they haven't thrown the ball a lot, so it's hard to say, but like. He hasn't not been getting separation. He, yeah, Giovanni and, and Elijah and even Charles Hall, when they've gotten the opportunity, even Zeke Freeman, when they got opportunities, have done something. Yeah. Uh, Andre did nothing. Um, so I would like to see him kind of seek Freeman step up. dropping a ball, but he did do something. Yeah, you said he you, got you, open. Heard, you heard his name. Yeah, he got open. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I think all those guys, we can agree that. How about everybody? Yeah. Every, every single player. Everybody needs to have a good game. Tevin White. Fans. Tevin White. Want to see him rush for 300 yards. Uh, on, on top of Xavier's 400 and got his 500. So we're rushing for like. And got a, no, and got a 350 because Xavier's still a starter. So he goes for 400, Xavier? Xavier 400 and got a 350. Tevin 300. 300. So you got. And then seven, Emory 600. You got 1,050 yards. Emory 600? Yeah. Oh, so 1,650. All purpose. 600 all purpose. That's oh, right. well, now, well, what's the split? I'm just kidding. Let's move on. Okay, well, if you want to watch Arizona State, uh, I guess, break 3, a bunch of crazy yards. NCAA <laughs> records, um, go get your tickets. Game time. Game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there. If you love PHNX, then you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. I was checking Cardinals tickets the other day. Literally, you can get decent seats for like 20, 30 bucks. It's absolutely crazy for an NFL game. Yeah, like, 20 like bucks right matchup. here. Looking at Arizona Cardinals on Sunday, 20 bucks. Yeah, and they're not bad seats. ASU 22. Like, I don't know what you're doing. That's crazy. Go do it. Go do it. Again, click the link in the description. You know what I'm going to be pissed off about? What? Is if Utah fans outweigh ASU fans noise-wise. Let's not make that. Let's not let that How are you going to like You know what else? You'll be able to tell in the yeah. stadium, don't you? Catarizing throws a 30-yard bomb and it gets loud in the right way. Yeah. Um, on game time, you can also for sixty eight dollars buy tickets to Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva at Desert Diamond 68 Arena. Sixty eight bucks. Sixty eight bucks. Yeah, I kind of want to go to that. Anderson Silva. Is I think the we reason, are going. The reason I fell in love with UFC. I thought you were going to say like us. That wouldn't really make sense. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, but Sean says a lot of shit that yeah. makes sense. Link is in the Let's chat see. as well. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. What? The link is in the chat as well. If you want to buy tickets, mm, yes. Click on that. that link. It'll take you directly to. The football tickets for this weekend and for future weekends. Make sure to use that link because it helps us out and it helps you out because you get cheaper tickets. And if you don't have a ticket right now, click the link. Go get one. Shane, you want to know something? Um, it depends on what it is. Birdland. What? what? <laughs> is it the, is just, it, I also heard it was Birdland. A Birdland is it another tow fact. <laughs> oh, I thought you said Burgerland. No, this is not a tow Burgerland. Burger gland. That's Go what ahead. I heard. Like burger That's why I have a burger Sorry. gland. That's why I'm not fat. You have a burger gland? Yeah. I think I'm drunk My off stomach. of life right now. I'm just so fucking excited to be doing this with you guys every day. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Aw. Damn, I'm ready to run through a fucking wall for you now, man. Also, it's raining. Yeah, I was just looking at my phone. Immaculate. Flood watch. Flood watch. That Great Juicy J song, by the way. Also, solid band name. Flood watch? Yeah. The Juicy fix is J in. Offset. Did you know the fix is in? Locked in now. Yeah. The fix is in. You know why? Because this week, today actually, in history, September 21st in 1996, you know what happened? What happened? I was negative two years old. That's true. But Arizona State upset number one Nebraska 19 to zero in Tempe. Take a look at this clip. Where's our Jake Plummer? 
Yeah. Where is our Jake Plummer? Well, I mean, he's in the mountains of Colorado. He's in the mountains of Colorado eating mushrooms? Okay. Yeah. I I thought that top left credit said Toe Tree Sports Clips. Toe Tree Sports Clips. That'd be pretty dope. Look, man, we got a U of A guy in the chat. Damn, you guys are delusional. We are not delusional. About what? The fix is in. The fix is in. I'm telling you right now. Nobody expected back in 1996 for ASU to beat number one Nebraska. Nobody. Well, you sound a little delusional when you say the fix is in. No, yeah. The fix is in. The fix is <laughs> sounds in. Like, sounds like me and the NCAA. I, I think tournament. you're delusional over thinking there's no way in hell ASU can win this game. Um, but it's college football after all. Yeah. And it's conference play. And it's the Pac-12. Are and you kidding it's me? The the interim coach ball. Look at that, dude. Look at that right there. Does that not get you fired Every up? Every time I see baby. video of Pat Tillman in an ASU, like a video of Pat Tillman in an ASU jersey, look I at that. It's gonna be Sean Aguano this week. His first ever game. I thought you were gonna say that was Sean DePaz. That guy? Yeah. I'll, I'll run out of the field. I'll, uh, I'll shake hands with uh, Utah's coach. Yeah. Wanakin and Chat ASU about to shock the world, man. I'm, I genuinely, look, I was telling Sean earlier, I think there's a lot of Utah matchups that just do not bode well for ASU. We've seen the injury list. There's a couple key guys that you'd love to play. Don't know if they're going to make it out there, but there's an emotion factor of having a guano. This um, isn't Scott Frost. No, it's not Scott Frost, and ASU is not bad, guys. Um, I just think they're going to get it done. We'll get into predictions on Friday, but I think genuinely they get it done. Still 15 and a half point dogs on DraftKings. And if you don't love the money line like I Plus do, 500. take that, man. 20 to win a hundo? And it's a Pac-12, man. After dark. Anything is possible. It's spooky. On ESPN, Utah, too, right? Utah, Utahns will be scared. Dude, Utahns? I love that Are they word. Utahns? Utahns. Utahns. They're like croutons, but Utahns. <laughs> One more time, please. Wait, wait, I've never heard croutons. Croutons? Croutons? Croutons. Wait, I kind of sounded like a it? Pittsburgh croutons. accent, to be honest. Croutons. How do you actually say it? Croutons? Yeah, croutons. Croutons. Not yeah. Utah. Utahns? Utahns? Yeah. Croutons are literally like one of the most underrated parts overrated. of the Overrated. Wait. Excuse me. Listen, I love a good crouton. Guys, can we stop rating? They're just rated. Everybody knows how good they are. No, I love. Hey, no, no, he said he doesn't well, like. He's delusional. I'm just, I'm just saying that they're overrated because they're so impractical. Like, how am I supposed to get my fucking fork in there? Oh I have to scoop God. it up. Hey, Sean, part, but a Texas toast crouton, money. I'm not a huge crouton. Thank well, you. You don't put lettuce in your salad. I don't yeah, care that's what a good you point. Say. Yeah, but yeah. I had a salad then. What we, is that? We're not rehashing. No, we're not. We had this to be. We're not. Croutons are rated. They're good, just like toast. Rated. No, toast is underrated. Croutons are overrated. Croutons. You're you're wrong when it comes to croutons, and you're wrong when it comes to toast. ASU is underrated. ASU is underrated. Mm-hmm. You guys might be overrating them. I ASU? have them 11 on my power ranking, Sean. You have them above me. Yeah, well, Chris, what fair, do you think you about guys croutons? Think I'm gonna beat Utah, so can't tell me croutons aren't good, man. I'm stuck on that. Sean? Croutons are good. They're just impractical. Did I think Sean it's more just, did Sean impractical. just say we don't have a chance in upsetting? I did not. When did, I literally run back the tape to not say those words. I but, said that you guys think they're gonna win. No, I said they could win. I never said they're going to win. Okay, well, Totri said they're going to win. I think they're going to win. Okay. And I'm I'm a pessimist when it comes to some of this stuff. When we do our prediction on Friday, are you going to predict Utah to win? I'm going to see how I wake up and feel. I am. You t- are you going to pick ASU yeah, to win? Yeah, I'm 100% picking ASU to win. I'm telling you, the fix is in. Charles in the chat, Crutons are hot. They are hot. You know what else is hot, Charles? Underdog fantasy. It's the easiest and most fun way to spice up your football season Underdog Fantasy in their pick'em game. Just look at your favorite or least favorite player stats. Pick between two and five players for your pick'em entry. And whether you think they're going to end up with a higher or lower total than that stat in this week's game, get all your picks right and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. I know Derek won 1000 bucks the other night with a crazy just what he had pitch counts yeah i thought i was gonna win a thousand dollars last night ended up going one for five uh in my 
pick them parlay <laughs> thing, but um, I thought I was I thought I was going to do it for a little bit. And we have the Underdog Fantasy Show you, first episode or second episode tomorrow, tomorrow right? Tomorrow. Thursday. What time? 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Go check it out. Your boys are going to be on um, with Espo, correct? Uh-huh. You're going to take his money? Yeah. We might have a surprise guest as well. Ooh, oh, surprise guest. We love him. I don't even know who the surprise guest is. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX and get in on the action today. You can search in the app store or click the link in the show notes. Or scan that flow code, baby. Do that. Sign flow up code. with promo code PHNX and Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. Gentlemen, anything I just, else? I just, yes. Um, I would like to say that tortilla strips are better in a salad than croutons. Well, it depends well, on okay. the salad. You're a not going to have salad, of course. Nah, just in general. No, you're not going to have Any tortilla like chips on crispy a... crispy bits better than... Crispy bits. Yeah, better than a full fucking... Great band name. Piece of crispy... Yeah, that's a great, great band great. name. Great, just like company a whole name, chunk of stale Dude, bread. we need to put these... We need to rank our band names. Yeah, we need to start a list. Can we just start putting great band names instead of well, Colorado so on the if, power rankings? So if you type into YouTube a certain phrase it'll, uh, and PHNX, it'll come up on the show. Really? So look up PHNX Sunday with great band name. It might... I want to look up band name generator. looking up a band name generator. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's how uh, Charles Gambino got his name, right? Yep. Well, that was the rap generator. Okay, we're going to well, do yeah, this real quick. Yeah. We're going to do this Wu-Tang real quick generator. for one band. One band. Okay? Give me two adjectives. That one from each of the you. Band? No, just one from each of you. Um, Whatever's on your head. Moist. Oh, God. Okay, moist. I was going to say hip. And hip. Okay. <laughs> I'm moist. The lead member's first name. Uh, who did we decide was the lead singer of our band? Was it me or Totri? It, it was it was Totri. You played the lead guitar and I yeah. was the drummer. So do I right? put Totri or do I put my yeah, name? Yeah, put Totri. Okay. A place that has special significance to your band. Tempe. I was going to say the Excalibur. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I like yep. that. Okay. A singular noun. Um, bean. Oh, I was going to say potato, but okay. bean works too. A plural noun. Potatoes. Potato. Okay. Potatoes. Great. Uh, a verb ending in ing. Uh, Vaping. Uh, Okay. Sure. Why not? A day, month, or season? September. September. What'd you say? September. Sure. Oh, what'd you say? I said summer. Oh. I uh, an animal. Um, dog. No. Oh. Yeah. Sure. Dog. Oof. A group of people. Uh, dogs. <laughs> people. Those do- are people. Dog, dogs. Dog men. Dog watchers. Dog men. Dog watchers. Mm. Dog walkers. Walkers. Yeah. Dog walkers. Dude. Dog walkers. Solid band name. Great band A name. color. Be descriptive here. Um, Lavender. No, oh. more descriptive. Like, like, give me, give me, uh, French violet. Don't know what that means. It's like lavender. It's, got, it's like a oh, purple, okay. right? A number greater than one. Two. Four. I hate the way Let's go the three. prices Let's go right three, everything. Uh, a part of the body. Plural. Um, Toes. I don't know. Uh, nose hairs. No. <laughs> uh, Armpits. No. Uh, That's a ACLs. Good yeah, ACLs. ACLs. Okay. Let's Watch see what this we got. Work. So we got <laughs> the first one: one girl, three potatoes, uh, moist dream, and a pinch of bean. <laughs> that goes crazy. Moist bean and a pinch of bean. No, moist, moist so dream hard. and a pinch of bean. That goes so hard. Undercover bean and moist potatoes. Saving toe tree. Saving toe tree. <laughs> the moist heroes of the Excalibur. Oh, God. School of the Three Dog. That's Purely the... French Violet. Three Dog. Rubbish the Excalibur oh, Dog. That's, like, that's, that's like a really bad children's that's book. That's great. Don't read the next one. I hate this one. The Vaping Moist Dog Walkers. <laughs> bean Attack. Yes. Das Bean. Das, das Bean. Yes. Das Less bean. Potatoes. 
Oh my god, the Moist Totri Project. (laughs) With that, I think we're good. Totri and the Angry Bean. Yeah. (laughs) How do you even say that? All ACLs. The kind. Oh wait, these are our songs. The kind of songs Flight of Potatoes might record. The Excalibur State of Mind. Yeah. Yeah. Our Moist Bean Love. Oh god. Our September Dog. This love is moist, but it's hip. (laughs) If I was your Moist Bean. And master, master of the Excalibur. So what was that band name near the top? The the, the one that you loved? Moist, Moist Dream and a Pinch of Bean. Yeah, that goes back. <laughs> crazy. That goes this is going to be what's, that's going to be the show name on Megaphone today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can give us a follow at phnx underscore sun devils. You can follow me at anthony underscore toe You can follow Shane at Shane Deef. And you can follow Sean DePause at Sean underscore DePause. Remembering the 21st night of September as always. Okay, we will be back Friday live at 3 p.m. to give our prediction on this week's game and a brand new Hot or Not. Thank you guys again. We'll see you Friday. Peace.